0: You shall not hear this story from all the media and the artists who proclaimed that uh, Black Lives Matters and they support black music because this story actually gets to the heart of the matter and I'm doing this because I do support the originators of house music no matter what color they are, what race they are, who they are, because they contributed to this great movement that we all enjoy and that's why i'm here so for those who listened to the previous episode 151 where we discussed why politics and dance music do not mix i emphasized how this music is for everybody rather than a particular color i emphasized also the hypocrisy that was shown recently by all those who blacked out the instagram profiles on tuesday where the show must be paused inverted quotes this this is just hypocrisy because this story i'm going to discuss to you right now is the biggest one they should be focusing on because it has to do about the livelihoods and rights of black artists in order to get the context of this we have to go back to april 10 of this year 2020 Uh, and you understand why of course this was in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and there was no reason back there to report on it. But that event tied up with something that happened on the 23rd of June, and therefore now I think it's the right time to report on it. So, to get a long story short... We might be freaks, but we know our mother can beats. In beats, in beats, in beats, in beats, beats. Be- 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 I'm Johnny Walker. I'm the host for the Freakbeat podcast today, being Sunday, the 28th of June, and I'm just going to report on how Larry Sherman has cheated black artists from millions and millions of dollars of royalties. So let's go back to April 10th, where it was reported that uh, Trax Records founder Larry Sherman dies. So f- for those who do not know who Larry Sherman is, he is the... Founder of the influential Chicago-based house label Trax, Trax as in T R A X. He died of heart failure back in April. Back then, we had a statement released by the label Thursday. On, on that Thursday, it said it is with great sadness that Trax Records and Rachel Kane informed the world of the passing of our founder Larry Sherman. He was Jewish and passed away yesterday on his holiday Passover of heart failure. Obviously, any death is is heartbreaking, but just uh, stay with me and hear me on so Sherman we have to go all the way back to the origins of house music and when i talk about house music just you don't so you don't get your th- heads mixed up i'm not just talking about house music only as a as a genre of electronic dance music in in general i'm talking about back then there was nothing like EDM that was the EDM right right now ADM is an umbrella term encompassing all the other genres, but so I'm talking about. That was the only electronic dance music that existed back in Chicago in 1984. So Sherman found the tracks in 1984 as Chicago was becoming the world nexus of the then burgeoning house music genre. Its catalogue uh, features legends of the genre, including Frankie Knuckles, Jesse Saunders, and Marshall Jefferson. Now I realize that most of you guys don't know these artists, and that that's fair. But these are the people who actually put uh, the ground roots of, of what we're listening to today and we owe it to all of them. Actually, it was Marshall Jefferson who brought the news of Sherman's death with a tweet on April the 9th. In 2006 now, let's move a little bit, Trax was acquired by Rachel Kane, an artist signed to the label as Screaming Rachel during the early 80s who had run the label alongside Sherman since the late 90s. This acquisition came after a legal battle over ownership of master tapes with the label's investors. Kane has served as Trax, owner and president since the acquisition so kane says now on uh, to billboard magazine i met dj producers jesse saunders and vince lawrence and recorded some of the earliest house music with them eventually larry sherman who had the vinyl pressing planned on the south side became the designated adult we were able to make test pressings that's what brought it all together so that there is a lot of uh, people feel that they owe a lot to larry sherman because he brought he made the pressing of the records possible however there's a lot of resentment in the originators of house music because they never got paid any royalties uh for all this music that basically sold and sold and resold a lot so what larry sherman had done back then is he he and, and this contentment, also fans like like me. So if if you happened to own the 12 inch, you'd hear that it was really, really poor quality. So what Larry Sherman was doing is, he was getting the vinyl, then melting it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking about vinyl. I know we're in 2020, but I said, we're gonna go back in time. So he was getting vinyl, melting it, and pressing it again with new tunes. So there was a recycling, however, <laughs> the quality was really poor so the, the the actual master production that you would get you'd buy in a record store had a lot of uh, of flaws because of that pressing and repressing and repressing so there was a, there's a lot of resentment on, on him from fans like like me when I was buying the 12 inch but mostly from the artists. just to continue Sherman he found the tracks as we say in 1984 with Vince Lawrence now Vince Lawrence was a, a, a black musician uh, he was uh, part of Virgo 4, I think, and he was instrumental also, one of the originators. I'm reading, he was an ardent collector of vinyl, which led him to purchase precision printing Plant in Bridgeport, so that's Side Chicago, for those who live uh, there, lucky. But, okay, yeah, so Trax was instrumental, as we said, to develop dance music. Jesse Saunders was a DJ and producer that he made the first known house music song ever, called On and On. Uh, Or at least the the first mainstream record uh, that broke out And, and he says, Larry and I looked at each other and said that'd be a great name for the label. Larry and I basically started tracks at that point instead of just releasing records one after the other, at least two or three a week at that point. What started to grow around town about all these records coming out of Chicago more and more. And the problem is the legacy of that, right? So uh, Saunders, just as Saunders said, most artists are limited of options when getting their music distributed. If it hadn't been for what Larry was doing, most of these guys who are celebrity DJs now would not be the celeb- that celebrity DJ. So that's the argument for what he did. Now, going back to Rachel Kane, as I said, she was recording back then as Screaming Rachel. He said, Mr... Sherman had a complex legacy, adding that he was trying to make amends to track artists through Rights Incorporated. According to the label's website, due to financial hardships caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, Mr. Sherman was planning a special royalty fund for tracks artists before his death and his final wish would be carried out in his name by the label under the guidance of Rights Incorporated. It's important for people to know that right now that we're fighting to get the tracks' classic royalties paid. I'm hoping it will all turn out well, Kane said. That is something that Larry wanted to see happen before his death. That is what we were working on. And then Kane continues, he's a controversial figure. And if you think about this crazy little bunch of kids and this guy in this warehouse in Bridge, half the time covered with ink and pressing his own vinyl records, and how we took this thing that people used to laugh at in New York and made it a worldwide sensation. That's the story. And if it wasn't for Larry, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, sure. So, of course, if it wasn't for Larry, uh, tracks, records wouldn't have happened. And who knows, maybe house music would never have reached the other side of the Atlantic. However, you have to pay the dues to the artists and not cheat them out of, of, of just dollars. You have to understand the context. Again, most of these uh, guys, they were kids, they were young kids living in poverty. That's what they're saying. And when somebody came with a $100, uh, or, or even thousand dollars back then of of a contract uh, to sign the rights on a on a contract um, the rights of the music they would of course gladly do it in, without thinking for a second and that be it. But those records just sold millions and millions and even now they're repressed and redistributed and in in, in compilations etc. Etc. have been sampled forever and ever and ever and ever. And they will continue to, because they're just uh, the the classics. I guess when you put your signature on a contract, that's it. Uh, You you agree to the terms and conditions. Um, However, put things in context, right? So, why did I say all this? Because uh, there's been a lawsuit on the 23rd of June. And I'm not sure, because this lawsuit is coming 35 years later. I'm not sure whether... People were waiting for Larry Sherman to die. Because as we said now, Rachel Kane is the boss of Trax Records. So I'm reading again. TAP, as in T-A-P Music, supports lawsuit against Trax Records brought by artists Larry Heard and Robert Owens seeking not less than one million in damages. And that story broke on the 25th of June. That's uh, three days le- uh, earlier. Now, Larry Heard and Robert Owens, they produced Can You Feel It? Uh, the track that um, whose which vocal I featured on the opening on the last episode of uh, 151, if you remember. So Tap Music Publishing has announced that it is co-funding funding legal action against track, Tracks Records alongside iconic house music artists Larry Heard and Robert Owens. Larry Heard's other name, Mr. Mr. Fingers, is a DJ. He's actually even recording right now. Musician, producer, and a key figure from the 1980s sh- Chicago house scene, Owens is a composer, artist, DJ, record producer, and musician, best known for his collaboration with Larry Heard and Ron Wilson in the Chicago-based house group Fingers I&C. The defendants named in the filing are Tracks Records Incorporated and Precision Tracks Records, in addition to Rachel Sherman, ne- Rachel Kane, aka Screaming Rachel, and Kane Music, so, is she his wife, then, right now? Ah, no, that I did not know. According to the filing, the plaintiffs are informed and believe, and based thereon, alleged that Kane is an owner and officer of tracks. We do know that. The copyright infringement suit was filed on Wednesday, June 23rd to the United States District Court for the Northern District of Illinois. That's where Chicago is. The claim alleges to highlight exploitation of the artists and their works, Including unpaid royalties and demands damages of 150,000 for each work that is alleged to have been infringed, but not less than 1 million in total. The filing claims that during the decades since defendants first began exploiting musical works. Created by Larry Heard and or Robert Owens, neither Heard nor Owens was properly compensated for the great value of its, its musical labors. Instead, defendants enriched themselves and brazenly exploited those musical works for the sole benefit while encouraging and enabling others to do the same. The filing, obtained by MBW, in which you can uh, well, you can read it um, if you wish, and I'll put the link on the uh, episode notes, claims... Talented but unprecedented musicians hungry for the first break were lulled into a business relationship with an unscrupulous record company that made promises it never intended to keep and masqueraded as paternalistic benefactors for those artists like a wolf in sheep's clothing. I agree. Larry Head says we're simply seeking justice and fairness. After doing several releases independently, it was so disappointing that my earliest ventures into the music business was with a label in the community that turned out to be dishonest, like with many other artists that we hear about all too often. We're simply seeking justice and fairness. Maybe our efforts will shed light on the many predatory practices that have been in place for a long time in this industry." Robert Owen says Trax's treatment of those artists on its label is notorious to those in the electronic world. Many of my friends and fellow artists have been similarly treated. Hopefully, this lawsuit will end Trax's reign of non-payment. I'm grateful to TAP for their support in bringing the long overdue claim. René Gilstone, Larry Heard's manager since 1989, says, I discovered that Larry had found himself in a situation with Trax Records where his lack of legal representation on his first recordings allowed his artistry to be ruthlessly exploded. This story is true of Robert and lots of other artists signed to Tracks. We're very happy to have found such a supportive publisher in TAP to help us bring this claim to life." Ben Mawson, TAP Music, said, uh, Ed and I have been always passionate about electronic music and singing, signing two pioneers of, Larry, uh, of house music like Larry and Robert to TAP Music Publishing is a source of great pride to us. Obviously, there's money to be made for everybody there, not just the actual musicians, but also the claiming company. There's a statement from uh, uh, Trax Records, just to give uh, a little bit of a background. Uh, so that's a statement from uh, Rachel Kane. says Rick Dark of Dion Morris LLP, an attorney for Rachel Kane, said she had been fighting for 15 years to get artists like her and Owen's royalties, citing a long legal dispute with a Canadian investor, Casablanca Trunks Incorporated. Casablanca obtained the rights and licenses to music from artists like Heard and later transferred the rights to another entity. Wow, that's a long legal battle, 15 years. Though Kane has since prevailed on appeal, the parties responsible have not paid up, Dark said. Rachel Kane has been fighting for a long time to get these artists paid. She just hasn't received the monies from the parties responsible in order to pay them. Since the very beginning, I've been championing house music, tracks, records, and our artists. As an artist myself, I can totally understand and feel the frustrations. Since 2002, tracks records has had no control over the tracks classic catalog, which we intend to rectify. I would like them to know I have not been in control of the classics and have been fighting to get them paid. 35 years in making this story. You have these... Uh, Really talented house music musicians. I don't care whether they're black. All I care is that without them I wouldn't be here. They've been exploited by this monster Larry Sherman. I don't care if he's dead. because Just because he's dead it doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, He made the money, he cheated them out, made contracts that were not valid. I'm not a judge, I'm gonna wait for the court hearing obviously and re-report on it. But that's what most musicians said at the time. I don't have quotes, but I remember them over the years. I remember DJ Pierre mentioning that we have some statements here. They say they've been cheated out of money. It's about time. And if, if people care about Black Lives Matter and all this business, I think they should put the money where they should and support these, these artists. But um, it seems like there's black lives and there's black lives, right? And on the next podcast I'm going to report on Kevin Saunderson and how he actually says exactly that. and all these things substantiate my anger about how politics and dance music is not real of real interest, but it's done for a particular reason. So stay tuned. Thank you very much for spending time with us because where you choose to spend your time is really important and we appreciate your choosing us. Please make sure you followed and share this podcast if the topics we discuss spark your interest and you appreciate us going off the beaten route. To remember that we are ravers just like you. I have been dancing for 30 years now. We are independent and not sponsored by any DJ, record label, event, festival or corporate. We pay for all our tickets ourselves and records we buy and therefore we're not here just to be super positive about everything when we damn well know the problems or things could be better. We thought our set was rubbish. We have the guts to say loud and proud even though it is unpopular because we've been listening for 30 years to old genres of dance music and we know not everything is always 100% sparkling amazing. What we say and discuss here comes from experience and our own genuine beliefs and our sole interest is to bring ravers together and spark a debate on how to make the scene better and keep the rave alive for that we have to ask your help we ask you to subscribe to the podcast hint it's free and our youtube channel free again but also share it with your friends and keep your feedback coming this is your podcast as much as ours and for that, we need to know what you want to be discussing. You can email us at freakbits 2016 at gmail.com, tweet us on freakbits_cast, underscore cast, or DM us on our Instagram at podcast. And if you go to the anchor.fm website, you can even leave us a voice message and a rant. That's easy. Until next time, remember, get your freak on.